You're listening to Divinely Curious, the podcast for mystics, seekers, and the spiritually curious. I'm Heather Augusta. Join me and my co-host, Emily Rose, for spirited discussions about what's capturing our curiosity and what we're discovering along the way. We didn't figure out who was going to start this. <laughs> I was just going to say, hey, Heather. Yes, Emily. What's your sole purpose? <laughs> <laughs> oh, we're getting deep fast. <laughs> <laughs> no, no. You tell me. What's my life purpose? I, I want to know. <laughs> Let's chat about what is life purpose and soul purpose. And does it even matter? <laughs> yeah. I, you know, I wanted to have this conversation because... One of your specialties is the sort of life purpose angle. I saw you give an amazing talk at the Northwest Tarot Symposium about specifically doing readings about life purpose and the modality that I practice, which is called soul realignment. We talk about your soul's purpose. And so I would love to kind of like break this apart a little bit. Like what is the difference between quote life purpose and what's the difference between your soul purpose and like, does it actually matter? <laughs> or maybe why does it matter? So your take on life purpose is really interesting. Can you like reiterate this for our listeners? Because I, I really like how you approach this. Oh, thanks. Yeah. Being a reader, I get asked a lot, what is my purpose? And when I first was asked this question, I just felt really overwhelmed by it, frankly, oh my God, I need to tell this person right now what their whole purpose is on the planet when I was a new reader. And that was really intimidating to That's me. That's a lot of pressure, actually. It's a lot of pressure. And so I'm a deep diver kind of person. Obviously we're doing this podcast yeah. together. So I was like, okay, I don't like the way that I think about what purpose is in the way society thinks about what purpose is. So I started doing some thinking about this and research. And eventually I came across the idea that we, we don't really have one purpose in life. And a lot of us tend to think that we have this purpose. It's nebulous. It kind of floats above us. And as soon as we learn what it is, everything will be illuminated. Everything will make perfect sense. We'll know exactly what to do and our life will be grand. That's, that's kind of what we think. And what I've come to realize over time is that we don't really just have one exact thing that we're meant to do. Now, I think that there's a lot of exceptions or nuance to this. So if that's your experience, then I'm thrilled for you. But I, I think most people experience it in the way of themes in their life and that these themes continue to come up again and again. And for many of us, we have one theme that tends to be louder than others. And I call this a through line. So I believe that we all have one kind of main through line. We might have, and I think of it as like a river kind of, we have one main river that we follow in our life. And when we're sitting in our through line in the river, things tend to be a little bit easier, you know, because we're, we're in a current, we're in a boat in a, in a current. Yeah. And when we're not following that, then we tend to be on the side of that river, a little lost of, 
okay, I, I don't know where I'm supposed to go or what, what I'm supposed to do. And so I think of the through line as almost like a general theme or mission that we have. And so I started, once I switched to that mode of thinking, I realized that this really resonated with people and that once people learned what their through line was, it made like, it made a lot of sense because they were already living it in a lot of ways. So like my, my through line is to help people remember who their authentic selves are. That's what my through line is. So once I realized that I realized every job I've ever had in my life, even before I read cards and, and did that for people, I was doing that in one form or another. And once I realized, oh, this is my through line, it made me feel empowered. Like, oh, I haven't been quote unquote wasting my time and in these places, which a lot of people think that they think I'm wasting my time if they're, you know, in a job they don't like or whatever. But a lot of times they are living their, their through line in one form or another. So that's kind of how I think about purpose and and what it is. Yeah. I'm curious about your take. Well, it's interesting. Well, the thing I, I've noticed is first of all, everybody wants to know what their life purpose is like in right now. Like it seems like the whole pandemic and everything that's happened in the world has gotten, it's shaken enough people up where they're trying to find meaning and purpose in their life. And right now it seems like it really matters. And so not only I, it sounds like you've always been getting asked this question, but you're getting asked this question probably even more now. I know I'm getting asked this question even more now. And I think that's worth noting is that a lot more people want to know what their quote purpose is. The other thing that's kind of interesting to think about is that a lot of people think that their life purpose means their career and that their life purpose needs to be expressed through their career. It doesn't, that, it seems like, like a lot of people are not actually living their life purpose via their profession. I mean, where do you see that intersection happening in people for people who are living like in alignment with their life purpose versus people who are not living in alignment with their life purpose? That's a really good point. So I think that with your through line there, you have this general through line, but and I think that people want to know that prescribed to you. And, and that's actually more your arena, <laughs> I feel mm-hmm. like, um, that we'll talk about, but I think that we have this main, this main theme that we have in our life and, but we get to choose how we apply it. So I don't think it, it necessarily has to be applied through career. I think it can be applied in other ways. So for example, my husband's through line, he's really about supporting people. Like that is his through line. It's about supporting people and and helping people to, to do what it is they want to do in their life. And his is really about supporting others. And he doesn't really do that at his job at all. Mm -hmm. Um, He does that with his family. He does that through with me. He does that, you know, with our daughter, he does that with other people in his life and his family. And he's really supportive of people and, and helping them see what their vision is and, and, giving them a lot of times physical supports, um, mm-hmm. physical things and, and help to help them do that. And that's what his through line is. And he doesn't do that at work at all. <laughs> so, yeah. um, so I think that some people 
they can absolutely apply all of it at work. And sometimes they apply none of it at work. And sometimes it, and what I notice tends to happen is it bleeds into every area of your life in one form or another for okay. most people. But of course there's exceptions, but that, that's what I've, I've noticed about it. What, what do yeah. you think about that? Well, I mean, I think that if you have a purpose and that through line is like you said, the theme that's happening and you're going, like you said, with the currents, then it's going to feel good. It's going to feel right. And naturally you're going to want to keep, you know, you won't even need to paddle so much on that, on that current of energy that, that life will actually begin to support you and carry you versus trying to navigate your life off purpose, so to speak, you're going to be walking along the current. It's going to be more effort and energy to get where you're trying to go. If you're just walking alongside the current, or you're just like way lost in the woods and you're not even close to where your through line is. So I love this observation of it being a flowing energy that's running through your life, because it seems like if you think about it like that, you can do your own excavating and self-inquiry to find those answers. You don't necessarily need someone else to tell you that. And, and if, if someone is telling you (laughs) your life purpose, like if you're giving weight to that, like do so with caution and do so with discernment, because when you hear that, when you hear their answer, it should feel like truth to you and that it shouldn't, like, it shouldn't be a huge surprise. I mean, that's what I've noticed in the work that I do. Nobody's ever surprised when I tell them the stuff that I tell them. They're always like, oh yeah, well, of course. And it's like, yeah, okay. That's, <laughs> that's how you know it's true. I was actually going to build on, on what you said about yeah. that. It shouldn't feel like a surprise because of, of when I, sometimes I just go in and, and their guide will tell me their through line. And usually they only tell me their guide will only tell me their through line if it's helpful for them to know it at that time, because that's the parameters I put on my readings. And Mm -hmm. so if I tell them that a lot of times I get, well, yeah, of course I know that. Then I'm like, great. (laughs) I'm so glad that you, you know, that because you're, you're meant to remember that at this time, then, you know, that's something that you're meant to remember. I almost never get it. I've never, I don't think I've ever had it where someone was surprised when I told them what it was. Uh, And in the work I do one-on-one on, one on one with clients, I actually do have them excavate it themselves. I give them exercises to, to do that. And I find that that self-discovery process is really powerful to see that, oh, I defined what this is. And I was able to come up with this and I kind of do it in a playful way, almost like Mad Libs, like that that fun you know yeah. game from the 90s is what I remember. So I think that there is a lot of power in that self excavation. It's interesting that you're talking about too, like that there might be situations where somebody's life purpose actually isn't being revealed to them. Mm -hmm. And I had had a meditation at one point where I was like communicating with my guides and, or I was journeying actually, I don't remember which, but, um, I remember asking about this And I remember getting the very clear guidance that said, if we had told you, you wouldn't have believed it anyways. 
And I was like, oh, okay. So there are going to be situations where somebody might ask the question and it may not be revealed and it might not be revealed because they won't believe it. They just wouldn't, they wouldn't believe it or they wouldn't accept it. Have you found that to be one of the, the places of resistance for people when they're asking this question? Totally. Yes. There, there are times where if I go in and someone's really questioning their purpose, they want to know what it is. The first thing I try is just for myself to go in and ask their guides. And if their guides won't tell me, then I know there's a reason why they're not telling me that. And so I usually will at that point with them, look at um, what's loudest in their life right now. What are the cards showing up that needs to come up? And a lot of times they're, they have lessons that they need to learn in order to kind of carry out that. And they, they need to be almost step into becoming. And when they step into that becoming, it starts to be revealed. And with clients I've worked for, for four to six years, you know, over time, I've, I've seen that change in them where they have done the work or they have had an experience that they weren't aware and they needed that experience in order to kind of realize what that, what that through line could be or what their, you know, purpose could be. So I, I would agree with that, that sometimes it's, it's just not time. Yeah. It seems like you could, you could theoretically like, like if it was like Zoltar, the, (laughs) (laughs) you know, the fortune teller in a, in a phone booth or whatever. And you said, Hey, what's my, my life purpose. And Zoltar says, your life purpose is that you're supposed to be a mother. Like you're supposed to be a parent and it's about family. Like that is your purpose. And you're just like, heck no, that's not what I want. Like, it seems like that could, that could actually cause a lot of undue stress on somebody. Or if like, you're a healer and you're like, no, 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 no. I don't want to be a healer. Yuck. I, that's not my path. I don't, that doesn't feel right. You know, it seems like, but you give that same information to someone three, four, five years later it might land completely differently. And it just had everything to do with timing for them. Absolutely. I completely agree with that. And I think what's great about a reading and like reading with people is that you get to meet them where you get to meet them where they're at in this moment. And if they're asking that question, then it could be like, okay, what is the next step to, to identifying what this is or to living what this is. And that's something that can always be revealed is, you know, what is the next step on this path? And that is what does make sense to them a lot of times. Like, okay, this, this actually feels like this, this feels right. This makes sense to me. And that's, that's something that, you know, you want someone to leave a reading feeling like they have clarity and they feel empowered. Um, and I think that's kind of the next question you can go to if that's not being revealed to them right away. Mm-hmm. So knowing what your through line is, yeah, how would you have reacted differently to it? If, if you had, if it had been told to you like 15 years earlier? Yeah, I wouldn't have gone well. <laughs> I thought I was supposed to heal people in a very real way. I was a pre-med student for a while in college, and I thought that's what I was going to do. And if you listen to our intuition episode, you know that when things 
uh, aren't meant for me. They crumble bad. And that's what happened for me is I just, I didn't do well in the classes. I didn't do well in this stuff. And no matter how hard I tried, it didn't seem to work for me. And so I kind of had to go through that experience, I think, and kind of, there's a humbling process. I think that occurs like our ego projects, you know, okay, this is what you want. This is, this is something you want. And that it's not always bad, you know, when it does that, because sometimes you, you do need to go through, you do need to go through things in order to uh, have that experience to know, okay, this, this is what's coming up for me. And and I can accept that. And I think, or sometimes to get to the point where you're excited about it, even and yeah. so I would not have reacted well. What about you? I, I'm curious to know about your work too. I want to get into that. With yeah, the work I mean, you do. I think like, it's almost like you have to know yourself at a certain level to even be able to receive that understanding. And there's a certain amount of experience that needs to happen for you to know yourself well enough to get, to get the message, basically. I, I can't remember who said this, but it was... They said that everything that you need and want has already been sent, but you have, it was Martha Beck, actually, everything that you need and want has already been sent to your true address, which is your home, like your spiritual home, basically. And that like your life purpose has already been sent. That message has already been sent, but you have to be in a certain place to be able to fully receive that. And how she says it is the place is actually peace. You have to be in a state of peace to receive that information. But for this context, it could be like, you have to be in a place to know yourself to be able to receive that awareness. Yeah, you you do. Because there's a, a part of our life when we're younger, we're often, you know, we're projected on a lot when we're kids. And yeah. we there is a part of us that knows who we are on a very deep level when we're children. And there's a part of us that also is, you know, almost a projection of what our, our, our guardians want for us, our parents or guardians want for us. And I think there's, there is a period of, of getting to know yourself, but then I think there's also people who always know, and they always yeah. consciously know, I think that they're probably in the minority, Yeah. <laughs> but, but I think there, there is a, a population where they always know. I think you're absolutely right that you do need to know yourself to some degree to, to receive that in, in its entirety and run with it. And I know when I figured out what my through line was, it was like a lightning bolt hit me out. It's like everything clicked into place right away for me. Like, oh, it was just the right moment for me to hear it. I was ready to receive that information. Yeah. And I don't think I would have been ready to receive it at any other point before that. Yeah. And I think there's a lot to be said too for the process of elimination. I mean, part of that understanding of yourself has to be done through a process of elimination. You got to go off path for a while to know that, oh, wow, that actually isn't for me. You know, you gotta, you gotta take some wrong turns and you gotta get lost for a while so that when you do sort of land on the flow, that through line, then you know, it's right. Then it becomes much more obvious that it's right. So people who wander off path, who they like invest heavily in a career that's like actually really misaligned to them, like not all is lost, like you, or you get into a relationship that's like terrible for you, like not all is lost. You probably needed to do that. That's part of your process of elimination so that you know when it's right, you know what that feels like. 
Mm -hmm. And sometimes if you think of it as like a detour, you go off of when, when I think about through line stuff and then my shorthand with my friend, Aaron, she'll, she'll be like, they're river people. They've already, they already know we use this, this term, like they're river people. She's like, oh, they're, I think they're picking berries. That's <laughs> what she says for being in the forest, like picking berries, which the thing is, is like not, neither of them is higher than the other. That's really important to know because sometimes you need to be in the forest picking berries and sometimes you need to learn like, oh, I had to learn how to like build a fire. You know, I had to learn how to build a fire. I had to learn how to harvest these berries or cultivating survival skills sometimes when you're in right. the forest. And so it's like a, a shorthand we almost have to be like, this is where they're at. And, yeah. and that is something that I think people think that we're not in, in the current, like we're doing everything wrong, but it's like, no, sometimes that's how it goes. You yeah. have to, you have to be out there doing that. And sometimes, and I think this is probably more your arena. If you believe that we choose our, our lives, or I think a lot of times we choose the through line at, at, at birth before we come into our human selves, then sometimes we, we sign up for a life where we're cultivating these these skills where we're going mm -hmm. to have a lot of detours before we yep. get there. So that's what I have to say about that. <laughs> it definitely adds richness to your life. If you, <laughs> if you have to do a lot of work to get there. Detours <laughs> are kind of fun too, sometimes until yeah. they're not. Hey, curious folk. It's Emily Rose here. I wanted to pause this conversation to ask you, have you heard of Lenormand? You know, those sassy to the point cards that tell it like it is. If you're a tarot reader, oracle card reader, or someone who is simply curious about cardomancy and divination, Lenormand is a fabulous way to add specificity to a reading, or it can be a standalone divinatory tool. For instance, you can ask Lenormand to show you the ins and outs of a potential romance, give you a heads up of what to expect for the year ahead, or even help you find lost objects. I'm telling you, this is a game changer that you just have to try out to believe. Have I piqued your curiosity? Inside my free three-lesson Lenormand mini course, I'll teach you the basics along with a daily practice to get you started. You can take my free mini course at emilyrosedivination.com slash mini course. That's emilyrosedivination.com slash mini course. See you inside. Are you looking for a divination tool to help bring peace and clarity into your life? The Opal Oracle is a colorful 72-card deck that delivers empowering messages, beautiful symbols, and crystal clear guidance. It's a helpful tool that nudges you in the direction of your greatest good. In this vibrant and joyful deck, readers can dive more deeply into a path of self-compassion and reveal to themselves the love that exists in the world around them. The Opal Oracle can serve as a standalone deck of cards, or it can be used as a companion to other divination systems. Pick up your copy of the Opal Oracle card deck on Etsy or at opaloracle.com. And now back to our curious conversation. So, <laughs> yeah, in the modality that I do, there are specific there's a soul attribute. There are certain people whose souls are specifically 
desiring to experience their, have their human, human experience through contrast. Like they need contrast. They need to go and push the boundaries of what is in and out of alignment for themselves. That is part of their makeup, so to speak. They, they need to feel what's really, really like wrong for them and what's really right for them. And they will like push and push and, and, and feel all of those boundaries and stuff. And I think we all know people like that, where they really want to experience all the things and yes. that there's value to that. Absolutely. So my modality that I do soul realignment is we talk about your more like your soul's purpose. So this goes beyond what what's happening in this particular incarnation. It is a, it is a through line, so to speak, but we don't call it a through line. It's actually your gifts. So, and it, it is your gifts from lifetime to lifetime, to lifetime, to lifetime. It doesn't change. And the purpose of understanding this part of yourself is ideally when you are in a human experience and you are embodying your gifts, then your life flows, right? then you're able to receive energy from the universe. You, you get what you need energetically in order to do what you want to do, creating things, good, bad, and in between. You're able to create whatever you want because you're embodying that beautiful divine gift that you have. And so what I do in readings is I share with people what their divine gifts are. So it's a little bit different than purpose, because there's not anything specifically action oriented associated with it. It's more like showing up a certain way and recognizing that what you have to offer is something that is at a soul level. So it's a little more energetic and, and less like practical. So an example would be, I had a client today and her divine gift was divine order and harmony. And so her gift was, she shows up to life and she creates harmony and beauty and order in the world through whatever art or in relationships with people or in situations. That's what she's bringing. And it's less about what she's doing and more about that energy that she's bringing. And her secondary gift was the, it was divine love and healing. And so, and it's very much a relationship kind of oriented gift. So so not only is she bringing harmony, but she's able to do this masterfully in relationships with humans and things like that. So that, that clarifies things a little bit. Cause I have another client whose gift is divine order and she brings beauty and order to things, but she's a hairstylist, right? So she's bringing beauty and order to people's physical appearances, whereas other people can bring beauty and order to, to relationships, to I don't know, like bookkeeping and stuff like that. So it can be expressed in a million different ways, but it's, it's like very much about an energy that somebody is bringing into this and it can translate from lifetime to lifetime and long, long into the future. What I think is so beautiful about that is that people can appreciate their gifts and who they truly are 
without it applying necessarily, like it can't apply to people this way, but without necessarily applying to what they do, because our culture is very much about your productivity and how, what are you doing? Everything's about doing. And what I, and I've gotten a soul realignment session with you. And what I think is so, was so refreshing about that is it reminded me in that moment, like it's not, I I don't have to think right this moment about how I'm doing all of these things. And you get to just appreciate for a moment, okay, this is, this is who I am and what I bring to this world. And my energy is enough. And that's one thing I got from your reading, which was really, really valuable. So I really appreciate that work that you do in that way. And, and at least I think that that's what I got from it when, when I, or yeah. one, one piece of what I received from, from the many things that you brought forward. Well, I think it's cool too, because it transcends culture and it transcends archetypes. And it, it, when people, when people understand themselves at soul level, instead of being sort of pegged into a particular role, they get to embrace an energy and it's about a gift. It's not about a personality type or anything like that. It's about a gift that you're bringing. And that is so empowering for people. And like the through line, people usually aren't surprised because most people, if they're not expressing it right now, then they have at one point or another and they know it to be true. That's the thing is that when, when they hear what their soul's gift is, it's always like, yes, yes, that is the truth. And what I love about how this framework works is that once you sort of are aware of what your gifts are, you can, you can always wait what's happening in your life based on your gifts. Is this an opportunity for, to express my gifts? No. Okay. Maybe it's not for me. Are my gifts being honored and recognized? Uh, no. Okay. Maybe I need to change what I'm doing. So it's a really good way to scan your life of where you're in and out of alignment with your gifts. Cause that's the ultimate goal. You want to show up just like with the, your life purpose, showing up and being in the flow of your life purpose. Things tend to be easier when you're showing up and being your true authentic self, your divine self, and you're expressing these beautiful gifts that you have, then it feels better. Things flow and you can be really clear on all the decisions that you're making. Absolutely. And I think with your soul purpose and, and really digging into that is you are identifying these energies or these, these attributes that are, they're in you, they're, they're present in you. And so what's helpful is, is reflecting as well, looking back at different parts of your life and being like, Oh, this, and whether it was, you know, whether you deem it quote unquote positive or negative experiences, whatever you can look back and say, Oh, like in this situation, I wasn't able to bring forward my gifts. And that's why this situation didn't work. Oh, in this situation I did. And that's why this worked so well. And so I found myself reflecting on that after the reading with you. And I think that's one of the the gifts of that too, is that you get to kind of reframe some narratives that you may have had in your life or that other people may have projected on you. And when you kind of tap into that, it, it, it 
kind of contextualizes things in a different way than it had been contextualized before. Yeah, I really like the fact too that when you when you sort of isolate these points in your life where you haven't been able to express your gifts, this isn't about like the other people being wrong or the situations mm-hmm. being bad. It's simply just about this particular situation did not allow me to share my divine gifts. And ultimately like it should lead to a sense of self-love and self-appreciation and self-respect, which is something that a lot of people don't have. And it's nice when people can, like when their gifts can be illuminated so that they can take a minute and be like, yeah, this is my gift. You know, I love this about myself. I think that's cool. Absolutely. And I think it's, it's, if you feel like you're at a place in your life too, where (laughs) you feel stuck or something, I think turning to what your gifts are is a really great place to turn and saying like, oh, this, these are what my gifts are. And then you don't have to, you know, if, if you're looking at your current situation through that lens, I think things tend to start to make sense. Uh, And so I think people tend to start looking for purpose, whether that's their life or their sole purpose, when they feel stuck or when things aren't working, (laughs) it's when they tend to, to do that. And I'm using air quotes around the working things aren't working right because they could just be acquiring acquiring things or experiences or whatever but that's when people tend to seek seek out that type of thing and I think that I think that's a really helpful framing of looking at it as your gifts and you can always turn to your gifts and how do I want to how do I want to honor these gifts in this moment And that could be doing something that could be applying it. That could just be appreciating them and acknowledging or reflecting. There's lots of ways to acknowledge them. Yeah. And I think the cool thing about this particular way of looking at things is that you don't necessarily have to be in a particular place in your life because life purpose, because it's so much more immediate in sense that it has to do with your specific, this particular lifetime that you're in, your soul's purpose is so like big and transcendent that, um, that to know it when you're a young person versus knowing it, you know, when you're middle-aged or when you're at the end of your life, like it can benefit you at any time. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. And I love that. I love that. Like that. I, I don't run up against as many blocks or resistances as possibly like life purpose readings would have with doing these soul gifts. And I, and I should clarify when I do a reading for somebody, I am telling them their primary gifts. So like one or two primary gifts, but a deeper dive into this modality, I actually will, I can pull an array of gifts so that you might have like 50 or 60% of your soul's composition, your soul's blueprint is one or two of these gifts, but then you actually have an array of other gifts available too. And so we can actually dial in that whole constellation of gifts that you have so you can get a a better picture. And and that's a really fun thing to do. I actually don't get to do that very often, but we're not just one or two gifts. We're actually many gifts. We just have some prominent gifts that we're bringing. One thing I'm curious about is, and I've had a reading with you, so I have a little bit of context to this, but how do you find people's gifts? Like what is your process for helping people find these? Well, we have, we have sort of a framework of basically eight central gifts that people bring. 
my sense is that there are actually more than just the eight, but we start with the eight because those are the big ones. They're the most easily relatable to. And then I will douse and I will ask uh, for people who don't know what dowsing is. It's when you basically ask a pendulum, a series of questions, yes or no questions. And I will ask about a particular soul and I'll say, what is this soul's primary gift? And then I run through all the gifts and I, and I'll get yeses or nos. And then once I get a yes, I will ask about the percentage of their soul's blueprint that this gift is, is at. And so it'll tell me to what degree that this gift is present in their soul's blueprint. So when I do a really in-depth one, I get a hundred percent. So basically I add up all the different gifts and then you get a sense of like where your strengths are. And I can also do readings where I will find out how you're expressing them. So I can, I can, I can douse for what your soul level gifts are, but then I can be like, okay, so now what are you actually expressing? Cause you might have the divine gift of divine truth, which is like, you're a seer, you're a visionary, you can cut through the crap and see what's really going on, which is a really valuable thing to, to bring to the table, but you might not be expressing it that much. You might be actually um, embodying divine communication right now. You might be doing a lot of talking or expressing or sharing, and that's not actually truly in alignment. So it's really fun, actually. I, I really, really enjoy learning about this and, and seeing how it plays out in a lot of different people. Yeah, I bet you learn a lot about gifts and I'm trying to think of the right word or like different modalities of what's even possible because we we kind of can get in our own world, obviously, and, and what we can do. And it's like, oh, people can do that. People have this gift. And so I bet yeah. that's really cool to to see that. Yeah, because a lot of times it's not about like what you're doing, but how you're showing up to it. So mm-hmm. you can have you know, five people doing the exact same job, but they're showing up differently to it. And they can be showing up totally embodied in their expressing their divine gift. It's the same job. They could all be doctors, but they're all approaching being a physician from the place of their divine gift. And they're exercising those gifts in that position. And so it's super cool to see how gifts can express themselves. I love it. I just love it. I think that's interesting. It's the energy that you're showing up with. And I think that's kind of an interesting, not exact difference, but distinction from the soul to the like through line type work is that it's about how you show up to something with the soul, with your soul purpose. And then with through line, it is kind of more about doing to some degree, but there is, there is a, it it doesn't always work that way. So, because you can apply it in multiple ways. So it's, it's kind of an interesting, like similarity between the two, but, but they're just slightly like turned. I think of it as like a crystal that's been turned almost like a different way of looking at or a different way of seeing it. But that is, I like that, that phrase, like what's the energy that you're, you're showing up with and Mm -hmm. Yeah, that that's something that just struck a, a chord with me <laughs> as you said. Yeah. Because you know people like who will show up into situations and they want to be the healer. And then you mm-hmm. show up some people and they show up in situations and they want to be the teacher. Like it could be the exact same situation, but someone else is being someone's being the healer, someone's being the teacher, someone's being the warrior. 
right? And mm-hmm. someone's being like the caretaker and someone's being the organizer or whatever. Like these are expressions of gifts that people have. And you can see once you sort of like, well, once you see it reflected in your own life, how all the different ways that gifts can be expressed and it doesn't pigeonhole you into a particular profession or into a particular role like Mm -hmm. life or role in society I love that sort of expansiveness it's just it's it's just where my head is at and, and where my heart is at so if someone is like, I don't know what my gifts are at this moment, because sometimes life can bamboozle us <laughs> to yeah. some degree for a while. I could throw, we can go through either, you know, something like a big change and feel like we're at square one, you know, and our gifts are like always a great way to, a great place to turn to, like you said, no matter what stage of life you're in. Mm-hmm. Um, so what would be your advice for people who want to know what their gifts are. Obviously they can get a reading with you, which I highly recommend, but what's a, what's another modality potentially? Let's see here. That's a really good question. So if you're trying to get a sense of what your gifts are at a soul level, it helps to have a context. So it helps to know what the options are. I mean, if you are a skilled intuitive or you're just a highly intuitive person, or you have a really good communication with like spirit guides or you have a good journeying practice in place where you have a really reliable resource for getting information about your soul. Instead of asking about your life purpose, ask about your soul's purpose. Ask about your, or I should say, ask about your soul's gifts, not purpose, because this isn't an assignment. It is the gifts that you're bringing, the gifts that you've been imbued with when you emerged from creation. And so you can totally access this information. And actually, you might get better information because it's you doing asking on your own behalf. I think the way that you know that the information is going to be good information is it feels true. You're going to be able to see it in your life because you're going to notice that when you look back on life and you are embodying those gifts that your life was flowing and going well, these gifts aren't going to like puff up your ego. They're not to to, um, make your ego feel great. They're just going to feel like truth. Like it's going to feel like love, like a love of yourself and a love of not yourself as the human that you are now, but the love of your eternal self. And the gift should be something that transcends time. So the gift would have made sense a hundred years ago, 500 years ago, you know, a thousand years ago, that gift would have made sense back then too. So because this is so level, it doesn't have to do with our modern society. Yeah. Yeah. So life purpose, soul purpose, does it matter? Like, does it really matter for us to know what our life purpose is? Does it really matter for us to know what our soul purpose is? What's your take on this? I think it does. I think it does matter, not in every case, but in some cases. I think if someone is seeking it, it can be really helpful to know because like, I'll give an example of a client I had. So she works in healthcare and she was just really unhappy with, you know, like she liked the work she did, but you know, healthcare in America, do I need to say more (laughs) about that? And so she was like, what the heck? And after working through her, what her through line is, we figured out that 
her through line is about healing, which makes sense. She's in healthcare, but it had to do with place is what we figured out. It had to do with, she heals through location. And once we figured that out, she facilitates this healing through a location everything clicked for her. You could Mm -hmm. see like the, the, you know, light bulbs going off because then she realized, oh, this is why I feel frustrated with where Mm -hmm. I'm at. And then it wasn't like, oh, I'm totally in the wrong field and I need to do something totally different. It was like, oh, just with this small tweak, I can, I can start to bring this. So she's like trying to improve, you know, where, the environment of the patients that she's in. So whether that's even as simple as like bringing some flowers into a room or trying to get her patients outside or whatever, there's so many ways that she can bring that into small ways that made her job way more fulfilling. Mm -hmm. And so that I thought was really helpful for her to know that. And so I think, you know, if you're going to be making a big decision in your life too, it's helpful to know what your through line is or what your soul's gifts are, because you can, like you said, I forget how you phrased it. That was so beautiful. But like, does this help me bring forth my gifts, basically something like that. And I think you can ask that also of, is this an alignment of my through line or does this support my through line? Cause sometimes it doesn't yeah. have to, like you can have a job that just pays your bills and enables you to live. And that's great. <laughs> right. And that's all it needs to do for you because you're living it in another way. So I think it is helpful, but then I also think some people they're already just doing it and they're fine. (laughs) They don't, they don't, you know, they're already vibing with their gifts. They're already, you know, living in their, their through line or they're on a detour and they, they don't care. (laughs) And that's part of their, their path that they're on. So I think if you're wondering that question, if that feels like a question that's on your mind, like what is my purpose, whether that's soul purpose, life purpose, whatever, then I think it might be helpful for you to have some type of deeper understanding of what it is. If you're like, I don't care, I'm doing my thing, then it's, it may not be helpful for you in this moment. And that's fine. So that's that's my take on it. I mean, I feel like if, if you're in a position where you need to be nourished, you need to be more nourished by life and uh, not just like materially or whatever, but on your very life energy needs to be nourished. It's a great time to be asking these questions because when you are showing up with your gifts and you are embodying and bringing your gifts and you're in situations where your gifts are being received and appreciated, what happens is those situations tend to reciprocate energy back to you. So you tend to be compensated better. You tend to be loved more. You tend to be appreciated and respected more. So when you're able to show up with those gifts, and your environment is able to reciprocate that back to you. It's so very nourishing. You get more energy and you're able to do more of that. And so I feel like that is one reason why asking these questions and knowing this about yourself is so very important because like life and the universe will rise up, meet you and return all of those gifts back to you. It's such a it's a, it's a fulfilling and, and like I said, again, nourishing way to, to experience life. I like how you phrase that as nourishment. You need more nourishment. And mm-hmm. I think that's a really helpful way of communicating that. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, cause I think a lot of people feel dragged through life. I feel like, or they feel like life is 
throwing things at them and they feel depleted by life and, and to look at, to find ways to be enriched by life and loved by life. Part of it is just figuring out new ways to show up and how to put yourself in better situations so that you can be like enlivened and energized. That's huge. I mean, we can't always do that because sometimes we've gotten ourselves dug into a situation or we've been born into a situation where that's not allowed. There's still ways that we can show up differently and be a little more supported. Beautiful. Yeah. So if people want to get a reading with you, if people wanted to get a reading with you, how would they do that? Lovejoylightwork.com. That is my website. And how do people get a reading with you if they want to learn about their through line? So they can head to emilyrosedivination.com and we'll see what offerings I have going on. (laughs) I tend to... I tend to have different offerings happening at, but typically yeah. you can always at least get on the wait list for a reading there. Yeah. Yeah. You book up your Emily is a very <laughs> established reader. So she mm-hmm. books up a lot, but actually it'd be kind of interesting to have a client who does like, who gets a t- soul realignment and gets a through line kind of reading from you and see what that, that sounds awesome. Like I want to do that. <laughs> Yeah, that would be, it's interesting. I mean, yeah, it it would be interesting. And I've kind of, we've kind of sort of done both with each other, but yeah, they, they definitely echo each other in interesting ways. And it's almost like, I feel like the soul realignment is almost like the underpinnings of everything, you know, like, oh, okay, this is, this is what's happening beneath the surface. And then the through line is almost layered. Like that's how you're experiencing it in this life in a direct, like directly almost. But then like, you're like, oh, if I just go to the undercurrent, like, okay, this, this makes sense. So if they feed off each other, it's like, yeah, yeah. I have all these visions of my mind of like two waves on top of each other kind of, (laughs) it's kind of how it looks. Yeah. That's cool. And we've never actually talked about like how our two modalities are a little bit different and, but also overlapping. So it's really fun to explore that with you. So thank you for talking to me about life purpose and soul purpose. Oh, thank you. (laughs) And thank you everybody for listening as always stay curious. Thanks all. Bye. Bye. Thank you for listening to Divinely Curious. Connect with us on social media and tell us what you thought about today's episode. You can find Emily at Emily Rose Divination or on her website, emilyrosedivination.com. You can also find me, Heather, on social media at Lovejoy Lightwork. Or you can visit my website, lovejoylightwork.com. Thanks for listening and stay curious.